Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we thought just because it's Friday and because we care about you and because we wanted to have some extra fun, we would have a second helping of our favorite segment on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We're going to do another helping of our blind items. Yes! More blind items for you Let's to solve this afternoon. All right, here's our first one. This one has a lot of words. Okay, we like so words. So we can do words. Listen carefully to Sometimes. the following blind item. Okay. Uh, this was a uh, a reader submission. Oh. So this isn't from NT Lawyer, but NT Lawyer is sharing it with us for us to solve. Okay. So this is the reader submission. Reader is originally from California, but they've been in a language immersion program in a blank country for the past 18 months. Yesterday, I was doing my weekly shopping when I saw this A-plus list mostly movie actor over at the fish counter. He was wearing his mask, actually two, one on top of the other, but I knew it was him because he had security with him and because I heard he was filming in the city. So he purchased a whole sea bass, but requested that they not wrap it up for him. Then he took the fish into the men's room. Was in there. <laughs> what? Was in there for about ten uh, minutes, and when he came out, he no longer had the fish. Whoa. Okay. God, Holly, way to rip off that band aid. Yeah. My ridiculous. God. It's bonus blind items. I'm here for this. Okay. So a plus list, mostly movie actor. Yeah. Okay. In a different country, he's filming there. Yes. Who do we know that is filming? Tom Cruise. Zach Efron. More for Bradley this. Oh. Zach Efron wouldn't be A plus. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I hate to break it he's to you guys. He's A plus in our heart. Yeah. He took a fish in the bathroom for 10 minutes and didn't come out with the fish. Yes. Well, that's one person that we could speculate that this is about. Well, only because we know that Tom Cruise is filming his Mission yeah. Impossible movie outside of the country. Yeah. Other people, I'm not sure. But he would have security with him. That actually makes a lot of sense. I don't know that everybody... I don't know. He's the kind of guy that go, that like travels with security detail. Yeah. But there's another person, and I'm doing the research, where this person, as of October... Likes fish? Was filming out of the country. The only person that I can think of uh, doing that to a fish would be maybe like Nicolas Cage, but I don't think he's... Oh! Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. What does that say about me that I know the the fish, fish leapers? <laughs> because here's the headline from October of 2020: Nicolas Cage and Tiffany Haddish movie being filmed in Croatia in Dubrovnik. Oh, that is so weird. So I don't I, even want to know. I, I just don't need to live in a world where I know that that's a thing. Yeah. So thank you, Holly. The heart is going with Nicolas Cage. As being the person. He seems more fishy. Like, he seems more like he would do naughty things with fish. Yeah, he just seems a little, like, 
Tom Cruise would do that with a fish, but it would not be in the fish market. Mm-mm. He no, would have that delivered. Exactly. Or he would have someone get the fish for him. Yeah. And then whatever. We don't even know what happened to the fish. Was it serviced? Did it go down the toilet? Was it both? I don't know. We don't know. So gross. Yeah. Here's another one. Okay, fine. <laughs> another bonus celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. Here we go. The, this foreign-born, a-literate, a-plus-list, mostly movie actor has been working at home and behind the scenes to try and make it as difficult as possible for his significant Ooh. other to be able to work. He likes her at home and not working. Foreign-born, illiterate, A-plus list. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, um, foreign-born, illiterate. So basically, super. I mean, he's got to be like super, super, duper, duper famous. We know who he is. We don't really talk about him that much on this show, but he's out there and he's a big time celebrity. Uh, He is involved in a franchise at this point. He's married to somebody that we also know. She's an actor. Hmm. Oh, Uh, she's tried to be a lifestylist that didn't really work out for her. Ryan Reynolds. There you go. Thank you. Oh, that's totally believable. Right? Oh, yeah. So, Ryan Reynolds has been working at home and behind the scenes to try and make it as difficult as possible for Blake Lively to be able to work. He likes, Ryan likes Blake at home and not working. Wow. Rude. Rude. Yeah, which maybe explains why she's tried to have some things taken, you know, like, take off that would maybe keep her home more, like her lifestyle stuff. Right, right. That didn't work out. Now, she has one upcoming project on imdb that has been announced what is that one it's called the husband's secret oh well apparently the husband's secret is he doesn't want her to work exactly Mm -hmm. and then she had one movie that came out this year and then before that her last credit was in 2018 so she's not working a ton because her husband won't let her. yeah he just he again if you believe enti lawyer the purveyor of our blind items here on the colleen bradley show he doesn't he is not a fan of ryan reynolds and um, says essentially that Ryan Reynolds is an entirely different person behind the public persona that yeah. we all see in tabloids and interviews, that he's not the, like, you know, super gregarious, outgoing, you know, jokester. I've always been kind of suspicious of Ryan Reynolds. I just want to go on record. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Moving on. I feel so <laughs> Cosign, you're feeling, Colleen. Here's another bonus celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. This older permanent A-plus list celebrity has learned how to do filters on her photos and has sent hundreds of photos to her friends over the past few days. Oh, my gosh. It's been really hilarious to see how happy the filters make her. Oh, I want it to be like Betty White. No. Be kind of hilarious. Right? Or Uh, I will tell you. That this person, I think it's on their personal Instagram account. If you go and look at it, it's like, oh yeah, honey, honey's got the filters on. Okay. She looks great, but it's definitely <laughs> you could tell and see the difference. And there was one when she was selling uh, some of her products, and it might be on her uh, official Instagram account, where it was like, oh boy, 
Trying um, your own products a little bit? Um, like so she has a lifestyle brand? Yes. Oh. Um is it Helen Mirren? No, she doesn't have a she has, I was gonna brand. say what's <laughs> no. Think um, about the grand dame of lifestyle. Oh, Martha Stewart. Yes. Oh. Go look at Martha Stewart 48 on Instagram and look at the photo that she posted yesterday. Like she's like, do you guys know about this filter thing? I have oh found this my app. word. That's <laughs> awesome. Yes. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. <laughs> and then if you scroll down oh and look gosh. at some more photos, maybe from mm, like the past couple weeks. Yeah, but, you I know, see she's, some yeah. extras. Oh yeah, yeah. she's for yeah. sure stumbled upon the That's filters. hilarious. Well, you know, I mean, well, hey. And she's, she's spreading joy. Yeah, and she's like, she's living her best, you know, uh, Instagram life lately. Like she got a ton of attention for that selfie in the pool and you know she she has she's got game on the internets yeah she is definitely uh arrived at a better place let us let us say that like not prison yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah when we come back on the colleen and bradley show um we are gonna put some food in our mouths Cheat day. And we're going to chew on it. And then we're going to tell you how it tastes. We do that every Friday. We like to have a little cheat day. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Um, hey guys, uh, it's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It's Friday. And what does that mean? Cheat day. Dirty, rotten, cheetah. Cheat day. Taste test. You ready? Yeah. What do we got here? Thanks for asking. Um, we have an M&M. Not just one. There's several. I think they're called M&M's. Although, can I just say, M&M's has an apostrophe. So does that mean that it's possessive? Anyway. So the M&M's that we are going to try today for cheat day are have been out for a while, admittedly. But you and I have uh, and Holly have not ever tasted these. Mm-hmm. So we thought it was appropriate. Plus, um, they came in a snack bag snack bag we got a while back and we just thought it's time to get these off the shelf yeah it and is into our mouth into our pie holes uh this is the fudge brownie m&ms so i'm really curious about this because to me an m&m just sort of is already fudgy and brownie you know what i mean not brownie but fudgy for so you're you're wondering perhaps like what's going to be different what's about different this. versus yeah. a regular chocolate well i will say the way they look they look um maybe about the size of like a peanut butter m&m yep so presumably they're going to have more filling and they're kind of lumpy yeah like they're not smooth like a peanut butter uh, peanut butter peanut m&m is um, they're chunky they're chunky chunky yeah they're kind of like rolled up okay so who's going first i'll go first thanks Okay. Wow. I really don't want to get into it. Mm. I love how you would like put one in your mouth like you were going to take a bite out of it. I was because I wanted to look at the inside. Yeah. Oh, that's a good mm. idea. Right? But it wasn't very easy because uh-uh. you can't do it. Of the thick shell. Oh, Holly did it. It's, I mean, yeah, I can. It's got like a brownie batter. It just feels like a big M&M. I will say I kind of like the like chewy. It's almost like truffly. I like mm-hmm. it. I would get these more than I would get regular M&M's. 
I, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of regular M&M's because there's not a lot of chocolate. Okay. This is definitely full up on the chocolate. What is the filling? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Because. It's not going to be. It just tastes like a regular M&M to me. What about you, Holly? There's a whiff of brownie, mm-hmm. but it's only noticeable because on the back end, right? well, yeah, and that it's been suggested by the packaging mm-hmm. that there is brownie. I don't think I would naturally. I will say what's it. different is the texture and the amount. Like it's a very like fudgy experience versus you know the hard chocolate experience right. you're normally getting. These would be interesting to eat if we applied the Kim Kardashian M and M theory. Just thinking that that I'm le- I'm going to keep these in my. Put them in the microwave. Okay, wait. How long does she put them in the microwave for? Ten seconds, I'll be right back, okay? All right. I'll be right back because I'm the closest to the microwave. I'll be right back. Great. All right. So Colleen is going to go and do this life hack of putting an M&M in the microwave. So Kim Kardashian likes to put... We learned this, and we actually did this on a show 100 years ago, where she puts M&Ms in the microwave. And I'm going to look it up just to make sure that we're not speaking out of our fannies. (laughs) Oh, God, there's an article. Is it safe to microwave M&M's? Okay. Um, Sometimes. So in a short clip. Now, this goes back to November 26th of 2019. Really? That's all? It's only a year ago? Time and space. Good Lord. (laughs) Um, Okay. How long does she put it in the 30, 30 seconds? That feels like it's too long. That's too long. They would just melt at that point. Let me go tell Colin. Well, now Colleen's I'm just going to yell out the... Oh, I'm Colleen, yeah. 30 seconds. Oh, I did 10. I think they would burst if I did them longer. I know, but she did them for 30. Okay, well, I think that's too long, but here I go. Ready? Yeah. All right. Oh, warmer. Oh, uh-huh, you guys. Good. That's the way to do it. I wouldn't do it longer, though. I did 10. I wouldn't... Maybe, maybe I'd do 15. Did it make a difference? Yes. How so? Just because it's warm? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and They're gooey. like, they taste like the middle of a brownie in the pan when it's fresh out of the oven. Oh, I like that. It's good. I would not, if I were you, I would stop eating these and microwave them in the break. All right. Because it's good. It's a little bit better. But don't do it too long because I can already see... Two of them have split. And ha- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And I don't want that. Would the brownie M&M's be enhanced with an ice cream experience? Oh, that would be Thousand good. If you microwaved percent. a bunch of these M&M's and... Top them on your ice cream. Oh, yes. That is the way to do it. But then you got to eat them fast because you don't want the ice cream to cool down your M&M's too much. Mm.
Yeah, I mean, these these serve a purpose. I think you're right, Bradley. Like, I almost prefer them to the regular M&M because they're chocolatier. So um, here's my unofficial ranking of okay. M&M's for myself. Okay. I, everybody has their, their own opinions. But peanut butter M&M's are my number one, followed by caramel M&M's, followed by peanut M&M's. Mm-hmm. Followed by regular M and M's, and I'm probably forget. I I don't even include those pretzel M and M's because I'm not a fan. Ooh, to I me, like they don't those. even taste like M and M's. I love it, those. I mean, I'm happy for you to like them because then I don't have to worry about it. But more for me. Um, but I think those are at my um, at the bottom. And then any any of the weird candy corn ones that we've tried over the years, that's all at the bottom. Those are yeah, you unnecessary. What do you think? I'm, What's your number one? My number one is peanut butter for sure. And then, I can. I used to eat like a whole bag of those. Oh, because they're amazing. Like a two pound bag, not like a fun size bag. Okay, maybe a one pound bag, but yeah, not a fun size bag. Like the a whole, family the, share did bag. You get like sick after a while? Mm, not really. No. Okay, <laughs> good. Then good. Um, so that's my number one. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of caramel M and M's because I'm not a huge fan of caramel. But I would still put peanut M&M's over regular M&M's. How are we going to rank these? What's your, really quickly, Holly, what's your favorite? And then give us your rank. I like regular, plain, and these brownie ones get 3.5. I'm going to give them 3.5 too. All right. It's uh, it's a three for 3.5 all the way around. All right. Brownie M&M's. We did it. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags and we're going to call them out after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. Hey. Mm. Um, we've got those celebrities behaving badly, and we call them Bags of D or Tea Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Get it, Holly. Just excited. I'm glad you're excited because it's Friday and we've got D bags. Thanks for asking. My D bag is Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, but what she did to you? Also, it's not about what she did to me. Um, but really, it's probably the New York Post. I'm just going to read you this headline. Quote: Kangaroo attacks jogger, and Sarah Jessica Parker might be to blame. Oh my gosh. What does Sarah Jessica Parker have to do with uh, the kangaroo? How is it her fault that somebody got... Well, okay, so (laughs) this is just dumb. It's so dumb because I thought the same thing. I was like, wait a minute, does Sarah own... Does Sarah Jessica Parker own a kangaroo kangaroo? that got loose and like beat up a woman? You know, because, you know, they they like to box. Oh, they get right and they get real feisty. Yeah. Well, then I read the story and I was like, well, this is dumb. And that's why I kind of wanted to wag my uh, finger of shame at uh, the New York Post. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, Tracy Noonan was assaulted by a large kangaroo while exercising outside in Melbourne, Australia. She said that the the kangaroo um, thumped her massively in the middle of her back, which knocked her to the ground. She managed to escape by throwing rocks at the kangaroo and then took cover in a nearby shelter while she waited for the belligerent kangaroo to um, calm down or move on, right? Well, apparently the kangaroo was waiting for her. It came bounding over fences to reach her. She, she said it was like a chase out of a horror oh movie. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
But wait, there's more. Because remember I said it was Sarah well, yeah, Jessica where's Parker. Where's Sarah Jessica Parker going to show up? Well, um, Is she chasing the kangaroo? Or is she like Mickey and Rocky? Like, you know, because the kangaroo boxes. And she says, come on, kangaroo. <laughs> I told you I was excited. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what I to do right a, now. I had an M&M. But what I wanted to tell you I was that sugar. Sarah Jessica Parker actually ripped the mask off and she was, the was dressed up as a kangaroo. And she would have gotten away with it. No, she didn't do that. <laughs> actually, it's because the only thing she can think of as to why the kangaroo was obsessed with her and would not leave her alone was that she was wearing Sarah Jessica Parker's new fragrance, Stash. Um... Okay, so wait, hold on. I am I getting am I am I understanding this correctly? The woman believes that she was chased and attacked by a kangaroo because she was wearing Sarah Jessica Sarah yep. Sarah Jessica Parker's yep. perfume. She said um, later, park rangers told her that it was most likely her scent that caused the attraction by the kangaroo, and she said. Uh, well, her scent was Sarah Jessica Parker's stash. Um, a boxing match with a hopping mad roux is a serious matter, says the New York Post. Blah, blah, blah. Who wears perfume on a run? No one. But it was early in the morning and I was fumbling around for deodorant and that's all I could find. I wasn't trying to attract any kangaroos. So literally, the only thing they can think of is that because she sprayed herself with Sarah Jessica Parker's smell... The kangaroo so dumb. chased her and beat her up. This is so dumb. Also, they do not mess around. Those things weigh up to like 150 pounds, and they can be seven feet uh, tall. Uh, oh, can you imagine man. that thing coming at you? No. Yeah, well, thank and, you. And alpha kangaroos are ripped. And no, thank Holly knows all about yeah, it. I didn't know you were so like <laughs> enthusiastic about the ruse. Yeah, well, there's a lot you don't know about. Apparently, the ruse are just, hey, Holly, if you ever get to Australia, bring some stash with you. Great. You'll oh my gosh. Yourself. Are you did you look at this tweet from the South Australia? Yes. Oh my gosh. They do not mess look around. Look thing go. It's just like boing, 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 boing. I mean, I'm just gonna put a picture of Roger the kangaroo underneath this story. That will show you how big alpha kangaroos can get. Oh god. Hold that dude is second. ripped. Look at this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh whoa. All righty. Okay, that's like the rock. That's the rock of ruse. <laughs> the rock of ruse. <laughs> wow. Yep. Don't mess around, and don't, and apparently, don't wear your Sarah Jessica Parker perfumes. Yeah. Um. Would you like to know who my d bag is? But of course, Chet Hanks. Oh, him again. You guys, this guy's. Let an me ask you a question. Yeah. Was he doing a Jamaican accent okay. at any point? Actually, that's why he's oh. a d bag. He tried okay. to ex- he tried to defend his Jamaican accent. Oh God. Okay, so for those who don't know, Chet Hanks, yep, the son of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson and Rita Wilson. Who well, actually, also- I don't know. Is that his mom? Is Rita yeah. Wilson his Is mom? Is she? Yes. For sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. So he also goes by a couple uh, alter egos, Chet Hayes. And also white chocolate. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. He's 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 fired. So he is white chocolate. Yes, he is. Uh, he fancies himself a rapper. And uh, you'll remember what I don't remember what award show this was. It must have been the Oscars. 
they caught up with him on the red carpet and he did oh no sorry it was the golden globes in january um and he was trying to speak in a Jamaican accent. I think we can play it, maybe. Uh, okay, no, we're not going to. Forget it. Pretend that never happened. Pretend I never said it. <laughs> we shan't be playing this. Um, but he spoke in a Jamaican accent. And uh, people called him out for that because appropriation and stuff. Well, Yeah. And he basically was like, guys, it's this simple. If I get on a binge and I watch a bunch of English gangster movies and I go around ordering a coffee at Starbucks and I'm with my friend and I go, give me a latte, govna, I'm not bleeping on English people. Okay, so he just doesn't understand. The world. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. He says, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Okay, well, you don't have to try. You just, you just did. I just feel like if I'm Tom Hanks, Chet is the one that I'm like, oh, gosh. He's not reflecting uh, the thing well that, on the family. So the thing that's frustrating is like, sure, if he is trying to speak Jamaican Patois, which in, in and of itself is a language, and he was speaking it to someone else because he has a fascination with language and would like to learn about the language and um you know share his love for the language mm-hmm. sure but that's not what he's doing he's putting on sort of a a character mm-hmm. and he has done this several times and it's actually like it, it like if people are offended by something you continue to do and you fail to understand where the offense is coming from or to address it or accept it or talk about it or like have empathy for it, then that says a lot more about you than it does the thing that you're actually, you know, doing yourself. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's sad. No, he's been, he's been given multiple opportunities to try to f- understand better why what he is doing is offensive. Yeah. And instead, what he does also, is just say that's not offensive. Well, but it, but it is, and that's the feedback you've been given. Yeah, and in cultural, cultural appropriation aside, like the notion of speaking in a quote Jamaican accent aside, to to address his example where he says like if I watch a bunch of English gangster movies and I walk into Starbucks and do my crappy English accent, like that's also rude to English mm-hmm. people. Right. It's not cultural appropriation in the same way or offensive in the same way because it's a long story. But but it's still um, it's still offensive. Right. right. Like you would never do that. Like right. I would not go into Sweden and be like her <laughs> and do my Swedish chef routine. Right. Like you just wouldn't do that. Oh. Like her. And if you did, people would look at you like, wow, and understand you're a D-bag. Right. And like. And and then it would be on you to be like, boy, why did everybody think I was a D-bag right then? And then investigate that rather than just go, what? Well, I can't what? come into Starbucks and try out my sweet. You don't want me to speak Swedish? Okay. <laughs> he just, yeah, okay. I just, I don't know. I feel like I 
poor Tom Hanks. I that's what I've always wondered what the family conversation looks like because right? you just know the way Tom Hanks can speak <laughs> to us all like he's our dad. Yes. And then you and wonder then t- <laughs> what kind of conversation is he having with Chet Hayes slash white chocolate? I mean, really? <laughs> like what? I would sit that so child down and be like, okay. Excuse me. Like, we, who are you? What I would do. And I'm not. You are saying, not my child. I'm not saying I'm the perfect parent, but I might like have repeated conversations with Chet that were like, okay, so you've got some talents. I think we're channeling them in the wrong <laughs> yes. way. Let's, so let's try. Just, like, let's try. Let's sample some other things. Yeah. I just he's such a okay. Mess. Maybe not white chocolate, but if you want to have an alternate e- or an alter ego, alternate ego. <laughs> let's. I just feel like he could do better. Yeah. And Agreed. I'm glad you made him your D-bag. Thank you. And Thank I'm you. glad you made Sarah Jessica Parker your D-bag. I'm oh. sorry I'm ta- I have to take this call. Oh, okay. okay. When we come back oh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, apparently not. We're going to talk about the monolith after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, and we've been following the monolith dun, here dun, dun. on the Colleen and Bradley show, and it is Monolith Watch 2020. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, what's the latest and greatest? Okay, so you guys, um, let's get to the main monolith story. But now we're in such a phase of the monolith monologue mm-hmm. that it's not just about the monolith. Mm-hmm. There's like knockoff monoliths happening. Right. I can't even like I don't even uh, oh my god it's get, it it just goes deeper and deeper these monoliths are there's some greater meaning here and we just haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet but I wanted to update you on the most recent monolith monolith that we talked about on the show you'll remember that monolith was in uh, California. California. Okay. Here so I come. really quickly, just to bring everybody up to speed, there was a monolith in Utah, and then another monolith showed up in uh, Romania, and then the monolith in Utah got removed, and then one showed up in California, and then the Romanian one got removed. So ne- then there was just the California one. Uh, but the California one is now gone because overnight it was torn down, and this was yesterday, uh, by a group of right-wing men who live-streamed their vandalism in a grainy video posted on uh, something, I don't know what it is. In the video, they can be heard chanting over the statue some things and doing some stuff, and I'm not talking about it because it's just offensive, mm. and some things. But, like, this, I saw this story and I was like, of course. Of course, because of course we were going to end up with people uh, with very strident views. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, doing like destroying the monolith, right? Like we were all over here enjoying this dumb farcical story about the monolith, and, and somebody like, had to make it about something it was, and somebody about. had to make it political, um, and had to make it gross. It was and the dumb. one thing that was drawing us all together. <sighs> So, okay, so I was sad. I was sad. But the world knew I was going to be sad, and they knew we were going to be sad about this story. So then they decided to give us another chapter. Another chapter of the Monolith Saga. Oh, I'm so excited. Unbeknownst to us, a whole different Monolith Saga has been taking place in Bavaria. Oh. Um, And I just want to tell you (laughs) that in Germany... Um, the monolith has taken the shape of a giant 
Schwanz. Yeah. This appears to be a Schwanzengruber. Literal, a, a literal Schwanz, <laughs> as the Germans would say, mm. a, a Schwenus. A big oh, schmong. My God. So German police have opened an investigation into not the appearance of a large wooden sculpture of a phallus on a mountainside where it appeared several years ago, because the Germans are always ahead of the game, right? Mm. The, the police are investigating the disappearance of the giant penis. Oh. Because How are they going to smuggle that? Well... They they showed up to where this Must previous be a big pair of pants. It was a two meter tall sculpture that was mowed down over the oh weekend. Oh my gosh! Um, that leaving just behind a pile of sawdust in the southern Bavarian region, just 140 kilometers south of, uh, of Munich. Was, of course, it was in the southern Bavarian right? region. <laughs> um. Apparently, it had gained celebrity status in recent years. Okay, well, that's interesting. So I'm like, oh, look, the Germans had their own um, Schwanz statue monolith experience, right? Mm-hmm. And then it disappears. But wait. There's more. There's more. A new Schwanz has appeared elsewhere in Germany. Just days after that first large phallus disappeared mysteriously in Bavaria... A similar one has appeared in its place. What? The Schwanz has reappeared. Um, and again, it's a two meter tall. It is a big mm, Schwanz. It really is. Um, so I don't know what's going on, but like there's something in the world uh, that apparently is just bringing about these monoliths. And now they're taking on far different shapes. I'm, I'm here for this. I'm here for th- I'm I'm a little jealous maybe that we didn't get the um the, Schwenus. the fun one. Yeah. Like because th- you know that would have made some headlines. Also go ahead. Oh no, I'm I'm just jealous, that's all. I was going to say I, it's only a matter of time of course before one shows up in Minneapolis, don't you think? I, which kind? I mean, I don't know either one. Very likely because it's Minnesota, yeah. it's not going to be a. Schwanz. We're going to we're going to get the silver one, the yeah. obelisk. It's just going to be yeah. a very inoffensive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. obelisk. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, I am curious uh, to see what the next chapter is in the the gifts from outer space well, um, that keep on giving. We don't know if it's from outer space yet. Uh, it would be nice if it were aliens, because I think aliens at this point in 2020 would be a nice distraction, which is unusual for me to say, because for years I have said that it is very unlikely that aliens ever uh, or uh, ever have or ever will land on planet Earth. Yes. Just mathematically, it seems nigh improbable. You, you have said that. I have yes. not said that there are no aliens. I have just said that it is impossible to think that they found our speck of dust floating mm. through the ether of space. However, based on what we've experienced so far in 2020, it would be a nice distraction, right? Like normally, I think any other year, aliens appear. Only if they're nice, and aliens. we would be terrified. This year, I think we'll be like, "Come on down!" Yeah, we couldn't yeah. do any better. I suppose you're right. Or any worse? Actually, like I you want right. to, you want to destroy us all? Okay, too late. <laughs> aliens too come. Late. Do you think if aliens show up, they're coming to destroy us? Oh, well. Well, the scary thing is they might not intend on destroying us. Yeah, you but know. But if they cough. 
Um, yeah. yeah, they cough or maybe, you know, the alien that's working the laser is working a double and is really tired. And, <laughs> and tired he's like, alien. Zartax, can you can you hold on to this for a second? I'm going to take a quick nap. And that's like <laughs> Zartax. I really hope that Zartax took a nap before they tootle on through. The solar system. You never know. But also, you know, interesting, this idea of an alien invasion as a source of unification. It's been put out there by world leaders in the past. Yeah, that it would bring us together. Yeah, and including but not limited to Ronald Reagan, who said the following back in 1987. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Well, end quote. Can I just rain on your parade a little bit? I mean, please. (laughs) We've had a threat from outside arrive on our shores that could bring us all together. Yeah. Don't know that it's worked. Okay, so this was in an episode of... um, (laughs) This was in an episode of Saved by the Bell that I watched last oh, night. Oh, way okay. to like bring um, it all home. The new yeah. one or the reboot? The reboot, or, which no, by the way, the you reboot. guys, seriously, the reboot is super good. And I I I hate myself for saying it. It is so good. But um, and I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but I do just want to say that theme of using a common threat to bring people together really worked for the kids of Bayside. Oh. And so if it's good enough for them, I feel like it should be good enough for our country uh, and they, the world. Thank you. That's the best I can do. I mean, I, I again, <laughs> right I'm all here for that. I just think we've been given a few opportunities this year to come together uh, based on a shared and it's Threat. just not really. Not yeah, sure. I, really you really know, if the celebrities of the world come together and sing us a, a John Lennon song and that doesn't work, then really, is there hope for humanity? <laughs> is there hope for humanity? I, um, I think we need oh, to this correct. This an uplifting segment. I know. I, here's what I want to do. I want to go back to the last segment um, because I think we need to issue a correction. Okay. No, we don't actually. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, somebody had posted on our Facebook page, and we heard from uh, our uh, social media gal, Hannah, that Chet Hanks is, does, is not the child of Rita Wilson. Yeah, he is. I've checked the Wikipedia, and indeed, he is. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So there well, you I'm go. Well, I'm glad we yeah. could verify. So I just want The every, truth is out the there. The truth is out there. And Chet Hanks yeah. is the son of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, and I would like to think that perhaps the two of them might get together and have a conversation about what you they're going to do. You would just hope with Chet that they have maybe a sit down or two, right? Uh, yes, or two, maybe four. I mean, as many as it takes. At least let him know that it's time she to has be quiet. Two. So they have two sons together, Chester and Truman. Mm-hmm. So Chester is presumably Chet. She also has two stepkids, Colin and Elizabeth. Yeah, and Colin is the one that is the actor Mm -hmm. as well that we know from a whole bunch of stuff. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about this new announcement that was made yesterday about the movies being simultaneously dropped in theaters and on HBO Max. We'll talk about that when we come back on My Talk 107.1.